In the newsroom, I'm Michael Arney. Here's your top story. Ben Harbor Mayor Marcus Muhammad says the city is in transition and on the move. He gave his annual State of the City address last night, saying after millions of dollars coming into the community and much work to replace lead water lines, the city is facing a new day. The State of the City of Benton Harbor is strong. We have come through tragedy, trial, and tribulation. But the city of Benton Harbor is a very resilient people. And although we've come through a financial crisis, we've come through a educational crisis, we've come through a water crisis, but we've come out as a shining light and an example that the nation is studying. He says the city has received $36.7 million for lead-related work. He says $6.1 million remains to be used for water plant improvements with another $21.4 million planned for broader distribution system work. Holtec International has submitted another application to the U.S. Department of Energy for money to restart the Palisades nuclear power plant in Van Buren County. Holtec spokesman Patrick O'Brien tells us after the company was denied a grant through the Civil Nuclear Credit Program, they decided instead to seek funding through the Department of Energy Loan Office. O'Brien says it would be a benefit to the region and the state to keep Palisades operating. For clean, carbon-free, baseload power, obviously. We've been very pleased with the support locally at the state and federal level, encouraging us to go forward on this. So we did apply last week the Department of Energy to repower Palisades. That broad-based support was really the reason that we did so. It recognizes the benefits and the importance to provide Michigan with safe, reliable energy, but also supporting the jobs. He says it will take more than a billion dollars to get the plant back online. Holtec is expecting you to response to its DOA request in a couple of months. If approved, there will be plenty of work to do at the plant before it could be repowered. One of the last remaining business owners at the Orchards Mall says he's permanently closing at that location. In late December, Dr. Z's Mattress Center announced a temporary closure after a burst water pipe ran for several hours before anyone noticed and shut it off. Two months later, Owner Norbert Zimfer says adequate cleanups never happened. He's now afraid of mold contamination in the walls and to even consider reopening. The entire mall area needs to be extensively remodeled. At the moment, we have no plans to reopen. We are in um, talks with the current mall owner. Zimfer says there was too much damage to his store's inventory and reputation. He's talking to the owner, Dirk of Property Holdings, about compensation for the remaining six years on his lease for a business space that he can't use. Representative for Durger Properties was contacted but would not comment. The post office, a boxing club, and a furniture store are now the only remaining tenants. The state continues to hold community resource fairs in Benton Harbor for people to learn about how they can keep themselves safe from lead in their homes. More than 100 attended a fair yesterday at the Virginia Edwards Community Center. Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy spokesman Scott Dean tells us although most of the lead water service lines in town have been replaced, there is still help available. Everything from bottled water to filters to the all-important home inspection. These free inspections will really help folks have confidence that their interior plumbing is safe. And if it's not, there's resources available to remove some of that historic lead plumbing from inside the house. Dean says people need to still have their homes inspected for lead. The state will provide that. All a resident has to do is sign up at michigan.gov slash mi lead safe. There are also programs to pay to have lead removed if it's found. The new We the Parents run Brandywine School Board in Niles has recently come under fire from an organized group of alumni, teachers, and taxpayers opposed to what they see as a political agenda. After two meetings lasting nearly three hours this year, Monday's meeting ended shortly after it started when the board failed to pass their meeting agenda. With two members absent and two voting against the proposal, the three to two vote meant the agenda wasn't approved. When board president Thomas Payne tried to advance the meeting, Superintendent Travis Walker stepped in. 
Motion carried. The agenda is approved. Excuse me, Mr. Payne. We have to have a quorum to pass a motion. No, what we have quorum. as long as we have a quorum, majority majority vote wins. To take any kind of action, you have to have a quorum present. So five people allows us to go as an action item. Yep. But the bylaws state that you have to have a quorum vote, meaning that you have to have four of the elected officials vote yes to pass a motion. Two board members voted against approving the agenda after a discrepancy over moving a March board meeting to during the school's spring break. In the newsroom, I'm Michael Arning.